What's up, folks? Ben Tellos with another edition of the Preaching Pistons podcast. The guest this episode is the man who I used to run NBA Live 95 with, former NBA star Tim Hardaway, who is now an assistant on Stan Van Gundy's staff. What's up, Tim? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Okay. I finally got you on this podcast because one of our running things we talk about in the several years you've been here, we always talk about how you would play or perform in today's game <laughs> um, with the rules the way they are nowadays, i.e. not as much hand-checking. Defenses can't be quite as physical with you as they used to be back in your day. So, in your own words, how do you think you will perform in today's game? Mind you, how many All-Star games did you make in, uh, in your five, day? Five. Five All-Star. Um, up for the Hall of Fame every year. Uh, maybe the next year you probably might get, make it in. Probably one of these years you're going to get in, okay? So, anyway, how would you do in today's game? Well, first of all, on defense, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> no hand-checking. You know, we could beat each other up. It was a lot of hand-checking, a lot of physical play back in the day. But um, today... I'd be in, in trouble on defense. But on offense, i give it right back to them. They'd be in trouble on off, uh, playing defense against me. But um, I tell you this, uh, today's game is very different than how we grew up and how we played. You know, when we played, we, uh, we grew up physical, physicality, right, in your face, um, hitting you, you know, just being physical. And um, um, now it's not – nearly as physical as it used to be um, you know you you can't hand check you you, uh, you know back then uh, a flagrant foul was just a normal foul now flagrant foul you might get ejected <laughs> so uh, you know it's, it's just a uh, it's a lot of things going on defensively now and that's why you got to have gimmicks that's why you got to have um, uh, what I want to say uh, your team understanding how to uh, 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 what I want to say switching it all the time you know we call it black just switching and and then uh, getting a little guy out and then coming over you know it's just it's just a whole lot of other rules that you got to know now and it makes it um makes it hard to guard guards like Stephen or Reggie Jackson or you know LeBron James because they those are good passers too so um the rules are just different. When you talk about the physicality to it, was it in the back of your mind back then when you played that when I drove in the lane, somebody might take your head off? Like in nowadays, I guess you could drive down there with impunity and yeah. not even worry about it now. But that's how we grew up. That's how we grew up. You know, you grew up in the playgrounds, um, which they don't play in the playgrounds anymore or pick up basketball anymore. That's how you learn how to play the game of basketball. Young people, you got you to play basketball. You got you to play basketball against older people that teach you how to how to play and how to understand the game of basketball. But getting back to, you, you know, your question, um, that's the way the game was played. Physicality from, you know, when you was in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, that's how, that's how you played. It was physical. You go into the hole, you had to, you had to give a hit before you take a hit. And it, it, back then, it wasn't no falling on the floor either. It's a lot of guys falling on the floor because they don't know how to fall on the floor. We didn't fall on the floor because we was playing on concrete, and we didn't want to fall on concrete. So we knew how to keep our balance going to the hole and giving people a shot and taking a blow and not hitting the ground. So, you know, that, that all that worked hand-in-hand hand for us. But like I said, it's different today. Sure, sure, sure. Well, one, I'm going to ask you one more, one more thing about your playing days. Um, 
one of the things you always should know were with the, the crossover. Um, basically, you had that crossover where you would have guys falling down. I mean, completely embarrassing defenders, you know, in a wrong stance, you take advantage of a guy in an improper stance. He, you can go on one way and go back the other, basically, kind of like what the crossover does. Yep. Uh, but I remember, like, last year when you said something about someone's uh, crossover. Allen Iris's crossover, you said, was a carry? Yeah, it's carry. You know, I never, you know, you, you have to set your man up. And as you, you know, as you did it, he held the ball up and waited until you moved and or didn't move. And then he brought it back. Mine was just coming down, boom, bam, without even hesitation, boom, bam. You know, so that's why I say it's a carry, you know. But, you know, that was his move, and they didn't call carry. Uh, uh, they really don't call carry They don't call now. it now. Right, so, you know, so that was his move. When, they, when you have a move and you do it, they, they really don't call a violation on you. But before they, before he started doing it or at a regular basis, they was calling it a carry. Well, how did, how did that move originate, or how did you come up with that move? Well, I was practicing um, in the um, – it was called and the UTEP two-step. It was called UTEP two-step. Back I was in college in, in college. UTEP. I was practicing in U- at Texas El Paso after practice, and I was just, you know, just practicing on moves. And um, I just went through my legs in, in, in front of myself, you know, between my legs, the crossover right back in front. And I kept doing it. I kept doing it in practice. And um, I got to a point where that's, you know, that's what I did when I came down the court, did that move. And... Um, um, when I got to the NBA, you know, Magic was like, you know, he got a killer crossover. And that's where it started from, from Magic saying, I got a killer crossover. And everybody called me the killer crossover king from then. <laughs> uh, one of the things also we joke about with you with as well as, uh, again, Tim is a guy who makes himself available. Uh, he gives it, he give it, he takes it as well as he gives it. Uh, one of the cool things about him. Uh, if you were playing nowadays, not only would you probably excel on the floor, you make a whole lot of money that you didn't make back then. <laughs> but at least your son came through for you this summer signing a big contract and everything. Hey, you know, you know, everybody say he came through for me. He came through for himself. You know, he put the work in. He um, he goes out there. He works hard each and every day. Uh, you know, he, he, uh, he understood at one particular point in time that he may not be in the NBA when, they, uh, when Atlanta Hawks uh, – sent him down to the D-League to work on his game, work on his physical aspect of the game, work on his uh, his uh, strength and work on his um, uh, being uh, in shape. And, uh, you know, that, that, that when you only take it two ways. Either you're going to take it positive and, and go out and show them that you, you don't belong down there and, and, and show them that, you know, hey, hear what they saying, I'm going to do what you asked me to do, and I'm going to come back ready to play in the NBA, or you're going to pout, 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 and not work on your game and let it just go. But it was a tribute to him to go out there and just play hard, uh, understand what he needs to do on offense, really understand what he needs to do on defense, and um, you know, I'm just happy for him because he worked so hard, and he's not going to take it for granted. He knows what he got to do. He knows it's still work involved. He knows he's still got to get better and better and better each and every year, all year. And um, so that's that's what he's going to do. And, um, you know, he's back with the New York Knicks and um, see what they're going to do. Tim Hardaway Jr. also played at Michigan um, yeah. as well. So for all you Michigan fans out there, um, does he have to, like, send money home now because he got all that money? No, no, no. I mean, we – I played the NBA. We cool. You know, he ain't got he don't have to send money home. He don't have to repay me back. You know what he, he he's paying me back for just 
doing something that I love to do and now he loves to do and I love watching him play. That's 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 paying me back and that's that's um that's making me more happier than anything else. Last question about your son. When you uh in his years growing up obviously the uh the, the scene of uh father and son teaching them a basketball game, playing each other one on one. When did he start beating you? Well he started beating me like his um really his like sophomore year. Well after his freshman year in college. Okay. Uh he, he came back home that summer and um you can see the growth in him and he really, really, really started at that particular point, uh killing me on a regular basis. <laughs> and um um and I told him, you know, one time he tried to take me and then dunk on me and I fouled him. I said, you know what, we can't play basketball no more because if you, I'm not taking nobody dunking on me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hurt somebody. So I said, I'm not going to hurt my son. So I said, I'm not going to play him no more. And at that particular point, I knew, uh, you know, it was over for me playing against him one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, I guess when he tried to dunk on you. Yeah. Um, okay, one last question, last topic rather. Um, and again, we're about to get this in the 10-minute mark. It's 9 10, 9, 11, so we're going to get it in pretty well. Uh, your current job, uh, obviously, uh, I know one of the guys that you talked to, the point guard on our team, Reggie. I guess, have you have you uh, talked to him anything about coming back this year, from coming back from, um, I guess, uh, what was a down year for him and the team last year? Yeah, I mean, you know, that, 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 you know, that could go, like I say, either way. That could help you get stronger or that can, you know, make you weak um, I think it's making Reggie stronger I think that um, you know he understands that first of all he has to be 100% he has to be healthy um, for him to come out here and play each and every night and to play at a high level for us each and every night um, um, once he understands that then he come out here and just play his game Play, play the way we, we, we need for him to play. You know, the point guard spot, getting everybody involved, um, getting himself involved. Um, but you know, he's he's the catalyst. You know, he, he, he wants to come out here and, and, and be the man. He can be the man, but first you gotta be healthy. And once, and once, once he's 100% and in shape and ready to go, everybody's gonna see a different Reggie. And um, because last year he was hurt all the time. I mean, you know, from training camp all the way through, he was hurt. You know, he's playing hurt. He was, um, um, you know, it was in his head that, you know, when you hurt, you know, it's hard to do stuff. You know, one day you might be feeling good, then the next day you 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 you're not you're not doing so good. But um, I think um, he understands that, and he come back with a different mindset, and um, he's gonna be ready to go. Well, one. To relate a little bit to your career, you've had knee issues. No I would say, um, not quite. Uh, yours was probably worse than his because he was able really. Yeah, hey, uh, you, you lost the whole season, if I'm yes. correctly. Yeah. Yes. So, is there anything from you from a, from a fact that you had knee issues? He had knee issues last year, like uh, kind of a chronic thing. Is there anything you could from that experience can you relate to him? Well, I try. I try to tell him. You know, you got to get your head and your knee on the same page. You got. You can't go out there and be scared to do what you used to do, jump off your leg, dunking on people, jump off your leg, going to the hole, making a play. You know, you, you can't be scared to do that. Once you're scared to do that, then you'll be timid and you won't be uh, effective like you used to be. Um, you know, that's one of the points I, I that helped me is that um, I was strong enough to, to understand that I can't think about my leg every time about to do something. I just got to go and do it 
and hopefully my leg is strong for me to do it and and you you feel it you know you'll feel it and 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 that's it took me a year to get my hair was already and my knee was already at one but you know sometimes your leg is weak sometimes you know your your your, your leg is strong you know sometimes you can play better in a back to back than you would in the first in the first of back to back so uh, you know it's just different things that you just got to come out here and you just got to do what you normally do and trust your rehab you trust your rehab you trust your game then you come out and, and, and you can play the same way but you got to have trust in yourself and you got to believe that your rehab has uh, uh, got you back to a hundred percent where you come out here and play at that um, at that level that you was playing before you got hurt good good stuff well thanks Tim thanks for listening to the latest edition of preaching pistons check out the podcast at freak.com or iTunes Download Michigan.com's Pistons app, Pistons Extra at the Apple App Store. See you at Little Caesars.